afternoon, everybody, and uh, welcome to, to our podcast, um, home, the Home Visiting Conversation, which has been developed by the University of New Mexico, the Center for Development and Disability uh, Home Visiting Consultation Team, with the support of the New Mexico Early Childhood Education and Care Department. I'm your host, uh, Laura Shadek, uh, University of New Mexico, a, consult a consultant, sorry, for the University of New Mexico. The topic for this podcast is reflective supervision, and I couldn't have a better guest than Victor Bernstein to talk about reflective supervision. Victor has an extensive experience and knowledge in this, in this field of reflective supervision. Good afternoon, Victor. It is an honor to have you here with us today. Thank you. How are you? Oh, I'm fine. Thank you, Laura. I'm my. Uh, I'm very excited to be here. I'm a little nervous because I've never done a podcast before. And uh, it's hard for me to be limited to 10 minutes, but I'll do my best. You're going to do uh, great. So um, please, let's proceed. I'm ready. Okay. And uh, and you can have the copy of the recording, the podcast, so you can, you know, show it to everybody that you <laughs> your, your first uh, podcast in English and in Spanish. So could you tell us a, a little bit about yourself and your experience in the field of reflective supervision? Well, um, the way I got started doing this was because uh, when I was doing consultations to home visiting programs and other types of programs, I was very ineffective. It wasn't working. Uh, I was trying to be the expert and share all my knowledge. And it turns out I wasn't taking the time to understand. And so once I realized that if I first stopped to listen to what was happening in the work, from the staff who were doing it, then I was much better positioned to share what I knew rather than sharing it in the dark so I could respond. And it's interesting that that is actually the basis of attachment theory, that responding, the parents responding to the needs of the baby is what builds the relationship. Mm -hmm. So it's really about reflective supervision is about relationships and how relationships work to help with development. And I think I'd like to, uh, so this was about 40 years ago that I discovered this. So little by little, um, we've been adapting uh, our work and our consultations to all kinds of programs. And I've had a number of colleagues that have uh, gone on parallel paths. And uh, we love to get together and talk about the work and each one of it has, has our own style. There's no one way. The way we know we're doing it right is if staff feel supported, if they feel good about their work, and they like to stay in their jobs. If they leave, it should be for a better opportunity for something new that they want to do, rather than because they're so frustrated and tired and depleted, and some people would say burned out, they can't take it anymore. So the purpose of reflective reflective supervision is to help staff cope with the daily stresses they experience in their job. Mm -hmm. Some people will call it secondary trauma. Mm -hmm. uh, and through that coping, allowing them to stay connected to the joy and delight of the work of watching parents and children grow together. And through that experience creates the positive energy to want to keep doing it. So that 
Reflective supervision is about support. So how can the staff get the support they need to keep going with positive energy in this very difficult world in which we live? With so many stress, the family's experiencing so many stresses, even our organization's experiencing so many stresses. How can we keep going, feeling good? And I think what the, the light we never want to lose track of is what I'm going to call an ordinary miracle. Anytime the child smiles and the caregiver, the parents, siblings, extended family, anybody else smiles in our presence, we are doing our job. Our job is to witness these ordinary miracles and testify about them. And reflective supervision allows us to see them where the stress can blind us to what's actually the important things that are happening. And the last thing I want to say about it is that an organization that provides reflective supervision, mm -hmm. sending the message, they care about the emotional well-being the mental health of their staff. Thank you, Victor. Uh, thank you for uh, sharing those uh, excellent points. I really like what you said at the end that uh, an, an agency or company who provides reflective supervision to their employees means that they really care for their employees. So we should be we should feel uh, lucky or blessed to receive reflective supervision. Thank you. Um, I have a couple of questions for you. The first one is how does reflective supervision help home visitors handle tough situation situations and stay emotionally healthy? Well, I, I think what we want to know is when we are experiencing strong emotions, they cloud our vision to see what's actually going on. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I'll use the metaphor, um, if you take a hot shower, you steam up the mirror and you can't really finish grooming yourself in the morning until you wipe off the mirror. And reflective supervision helps us see things more clearly through helping us deal with our powerful emotions so we can think about things more reasonably. So I, I'm going to give those who are listening a little exercise. And after I, I give you this prompt, stop the podcast for a minute or two to, to think about and uh, what I've asked you to do. So please close your eyes. Think about a time in your work when you were really struggling and somebody was there for you. I don't care who it was. It could be somebody, a coworker or maybe somebody in your family or a teacher or some a religious support person. It doesn't matter who. Somebody was there for you when you were having this difficult time in your work life. And now I want you to think about one moment, one period of time with that person, just one time you were with them. And in your mind, create the video, see for yourself, remember that experience of what it was actually going on at this time where you got the support you needed. So close your eyes, do that for a minute or two, stop the podcast now, and then come back and we'll go on from there. All right, welcome back. Uh, so I'm going to ask you a few questions. And if we were together, I wouldn't give you the answers. But because this is a podcast, I'm going to answer these questions for you. 
first, what did this person actually do that made a difference? Probably the most important thing they could have done was listen. This person was totally present for you. You were the most important thing for this person in this moment in their lives. You mattered the most. What you were feeling, what you had to say was the most important thing. They didn't answer the phone. They weren't looking through papers. They weren't looking at their phone or uh, computer. They were with you. Well, how do you know they were, they were listening? What did they actually do? And I think what, what you're going to discover is it had to do with their body position, their eye contact. Maybe they touched you or hugged you. Maybe they um, put in their own words what you were saying for them to make sure they were understanding it correctly. They really let you know they were totally there and trying to listen to you. And then after this time together, how did you feel? I'm going to suggest you felt settled down, comforted, more relaxed, and ready to think more rationally. So what happens through this process, you can figure out in that time, when was, what happened, what went wrong that created this struggle for you? What was difficult? When was it better? How can you understand the difference? And then we say, we identify and build on what's working. Now you can think about when were things working better, either in that visit or other visits, and you can use that information to plan for your continued work. But we won't see those ordinary miracles until we settle our stress. Okay, Laura, well, I'm ready for the next exactly. question. Exactly. Thank you so much, Victor. I'm sorry, uh, time is limited here. I wish we, I can hear you the whole day, but um, unfortunately, it's not possible. So the last question, Victor, is uh, what is reflective supervision and how, well, we do already explain what is reflective supervision. Actually, what is the difference between reflex, reflective supervision and, administ and, administra and administrative supervision? Well, what's important to understand is both types of supervision are essential for the for a well-functioning program and a well-functioning staff. Let's start with administrative supervision. If we can compare admin, uh, reflective supervision and administrative supervision to child rearing, administrative supervision takes care of basic needs. It takes care of following the rules and regulations. It takes care of the paperwork. It takes care of being at work on time. It takes care of making sure you sign up for your vacation all the nuts and bolts, all the basic tasks that need to be done for the program to operate within proper guidelines and for you to meet the expectations of the program. Reflective supervision, while that administrative takes care of basic needs, reflective supervision takes care of our social and emotional well-being. It's concerned about how we're feeling and how we're growing. So that's like nurturing. So administrative supervision is like caretaking and reflective supervision is nurturing. Both are important. And I think what's important for the staff person is to know and for the supervisor to know, are we doing administrative supervision now or is this reflective supervision? Now? And reflective supervision comes out of the story of the work. Administration come, uh, vision comes out of the tasks that are required. Both are essential. Perfect, thank you so much. Um... It has been amazing to spend this time with you. I learned so much. Um, and 
You're amazing. Thank you. Thank you, Victor. So additionally, we prepare tips and resources uh, in a resource sheet, actually, with some information that Victor has provided to me. Um, so this uh, resource is going to help you for, to, uh, for your families and for yourselves. Please uh, join us for the next uh, podcast hosted for the University of New Mexico, the Center for Development and Disability from Visiting Conversations. Thank you for being here today with us. Take care and stay well.